The Gator Tales with Sean Kelly podcast is presented by UF Health. UF Health has locations throughout Florida, including Gainesville, Jacksonville, St. Augustine, Leesburg, and the Villages. And we're growing. Compassionate care and world-class outcomes, that's our game plan. Visit ufhealth.org to learn more. Our podcast also brought to you by Pet Fanatics. Gator fans, for pet fanatics like you, there's only one place who goes all out for your pet the way you do. Boarding, grooming, day camp, and veterinary services all in one convenient location. Pet Paradise and New Day Veterinary Care. Finally, complete pet health care is here for Gator Nation. Hi again, everybody. I'm Sean Kelly, and welcome to Gator Tales with Sean Kelly. This is episode number eight, and the Gators are back home after their road trip football-wise to South Carolina. I think you already know how that ball game turned out. And so there's a great mood around campus here as we've made it to the middle of October. Today's broadcast is a combination of two things, girl power and youth. The young taking over in a lot of ways for football. More on that in a moment. But we will visit today with none other than Maisie Filler, who led the women's golf team to a big team win up in North Carolina at the Tar Heel Invitational. Maisie also earned her first individual title. It's a really nice piece for Maisie, who's put together a fine career at Florida, both on campus and off. We'll talk to Maisie about her college career so far, a chance to play at Augusta National, and time even spent on the LPGA Tour. We'll also visit with Ashley Klingingberg, a distance runner with the women's track and field team, who last week was on the road in New Orleans, not for competition, but as an honored attendee for the Women Leaders in Sports Conference. She was joined there by Sarah Grove from the lacrosse team and Chloe Clark of the Gators Gymnastics Squad. We'll talk to Ashley about her trip to New Orleans, what she learned at the conference, and what she hopes to do here down the stretch of her career at the University of Florida. And then when it comes to youth and how the young have impacted the Florida Gators football team, none may have done so more than the superstar in the making named Eugene Wilson III. We'll go by Trey as he'll instruct us in our visit, and he'll tell us about his first few months as a Gator and the big win, of course, at South Carolina too. And then, of course, Kenna on campus. Our student assistant, Kenna McGinnis, made her way around campus this week to speak to fellow students about things in and around athletics and a club sport too. So without further ado, let's get inside episode number eight, and we'll start with the Tampa native, Eugene Wilson III. Well, I've been watching Eugene Wilson III now for a couple of months, but this is the first time I've got the chance to sit down and talk to you. Um, should we go with Eugene or, or Trey? Because that's what I hear everybody else calling you around here. Um, I mean, whatever's more comfortable with you, you know, whatever comes to your head first, no problem with either one. What does your mom call you? What does your dad call you? And I'll go with that. Family call me Trey. I'm going with Trey then. Then I've been saying it right on the year all along. So dad played in football, obviously. He's also a Eugene, I would assume. Yeah. You're a third? Yeah, yeah. He's a junior. Junior. He's the junior. And of course, then your grandfather would be at the top. What what have you learned from your grandfather and your father in your being in this lineage of Eugene Wilson's? I really don't learn like from both of them, like the integrity and you know, hard work part of, uh, every, like, you know, everyday life. Pretty much, like, grabbing everything I want, not, you know, going, like, if it's, everything's up for takes, really. And, uh, you know, nothing in life really gave it to you, so. 
how have you um, handled your freshman year so far here at Florida? Coming in, uh, I expected it to be kind of like a learning year. And, like, you know, it's just a blessing. You know, like, a few months ago, I wasn't thinking I was going to be, like, you know, in the starting lineup and all. But talking to them every other day, you know, it's just I just got to stay humble about it, you know, go about the business every day and uh, get up to the experience, you know, soak everything in still. Was there a moment that you felt like something clicked, comfort level went up, anything like that? I'd say uh, probably once I started, like like the week, the week going into Kentucky, uh, not Kentucky, uh, Utah, the week going into Utah, like after camp and all that, that's when I was pretty familiar with the whole playbook and the whole, you know, whole groove of the whole everything, the facility, the people and everything. So being here only a couple months up until then, I feel like I was in the groove, everything pretty smooth. I see a lot of young men with your abilities come in and have a confidence or an air that they're ready to go right away. And here I'm gathering from you a little bit that maybe you were uncertain about that in some form or fashion. Yeah, because, you know, I'm coming in. It was kind of a little shaky, little shaky uh, situation going on here. But like University of Florida, like, you know, we know for like having like guys. So coming in, I was just having a pretty good receiving core. I knew I was just going to be able to learn a lot from dudes, even though I still am. But it's kind of something I'm still taking day by day. This is the way you got to approach everything. I don't hear you much at practice. I see you all the time. Are you a quiet guy? I mean, it's not really too much to be said at practice, you know, especially as a freshman. I'm just, you know, trying to stay as locked in as I can, you know. Wait, man, all those defensive backs, I hear them all the time. What's the deal there? Well, I mean, even when I used to play DB, I still, <laughs> I, that's probably the most I would talk. But, like, you know, as an offensive player, you just kind of got to be locked in. A little bit, you know, the defensive side, they bring the energy, so that's what they're supposed to do. With all that being said, Trey, are you a little surprised at how big of an impact you've made already for this offense? I wouldn't say, like, in the most humble way, I'd say I'm not really surprised. As much as I wanted to, you know, make an impact on the field, you know, this season, um, you know, I feel like I'm, I'm not letting. It's, it's no doubt in, like, my ability, to, you know, to make anything on, um, like, pretty much the game changing. I'm uh, pretty pretty much helping out with the team. I say it's not really no surprise in the most humble way I can say. That's fair. How fast are you, by the way? Back in like February or March, they timed me in my 40s. Laser time at high school, 444. That's pretty quick. And around here, they also do miles per hour. What's your top end speed? My first week when I got here, it was like the second day of OTAs, maybe. I had clocked in at like 22.8. You know you're going to get a ticket around campus if you do that down the street. Yeah, yeah you know Florida, they'd be having a 20-mile-per-hour school zone, <laughs> so I might get pulled over over there. Is it straight line speed or make guys miss kind of speed? Which one do you pride yourself more on? Well, where I come from, we call it game speed. A lot of you got all these track runners and stuff, but come to game speed is different. Like we got a dude chasing you, like you, you get like you know you got a little rocket in, you know you had sometimes. So I mean, I pretty much I say it's, it's all there. Were you always the fastest guy wherever you played growing up? I remember my first year of football back in second grade. I wasn't the fastest, but like. Going in, I didn't play again until about fifth grade, and then ever since then, I've just always been the fastest player on the team. I'm not sure like if I'm the fastest on, you know, on this squad, but you know, I'm for sure one of the quickest and one of the most agile as far as like change direction and all that. Is it all God-given, Trey, or have you found ways with regard to either technique or training that has allowed you to become even more fast? Yeah, I mean. 
the guy can with talent can only get like get you so far. And you know, Coach Nate, he preaches all the time like success come with work. And you know, not everybody want to win, but he also preach how you know not everybody want to put in the work that comes with him. I mean, comes with winning. I mean, my dad, I had no idea what's going on since I started playing little league, but he bring me out in the front yard in the mornings, like. Have me working out and stuff. I don't even know what's going on, but like, you know, once I had a gist of like, you know, putting in the work and seeing it pay off on the field, like, it kind of turned into a routine thing. Everything I see, like, I can improve on or I'm lacking in, slightly, like, pretty much work at that technique. Did you just follow that because he's your dad, or did it being a two time Super Bowl participant help in that cause too? He played DB. I chose to come to Florida as a receiver. Like, my whole life I've been trained as a DB and all that, so it's not really too much I can show on the defensive side right now. You know, he done been against pretty good receivers and all, so, you know, he know he can, you know, he got, like, defensive, like, defensive perspective. So, um, he got me right. I'd say he got me right. Um, I also have a couple pretty good coaches back on in my city I used to work with, and they um, I was soaking a lot of them, soaking a lot from them from my past couple of years, you know, because I've only played receiver for probably like two, three years now. It's, it's probably like my third year of like actually playing receiver, so, uh, you know, I'm just still taking it a lot. At what point could Dad not cover you anymore? That's crazy. We was just talking about this the other day. My eighth grade year, we was working out, like working on releases, and this is like when I just kind of, because that's like my first like real quarterback team, with real quarterback, and so we started getting like introducing me to releases and all that. Well, he probably not gonna like this, but like you know, he had tennis shoes on, I had my cleats on, you know, he ended up hitting that ground. So, you know, I'm gonna get on him about that all the time. But I remember, um, it was uh probably like a couple months before I enrolled here. He was uh he was still giving me work as far as like releases, and you know, he 40 years old, like 43, he st- he still giving me that work. You know, he a bigger body and all that so you know I want him up in my face giving me that work working on my hand work and all that so you know as much as he can you know he giving me that work every day. Well and a DB like him would appreciate a good tip drill so let me just go back to the South Carolina game uh, is that the first time you've ever caught a ricochet like that on a big play? Uh, In the game yeah I do I used to do it a lot in practice but um not here, but like in high school and stuff. But what's crazy about that is that going into the game, I don't know what caused me to think about that or whatever, but um, I don't know if you remember Robert Griffin. Of course. Probably three that tip pass at Baylor. I don't know what caused me to think about that. Like, I'm telling you, like, on the bus up to the game, like, I'm thinking about that. You know, just have my headphones on, chilling, and like, like, you know, just listening to my music. I'm just thinking, like, you know, thinking about plays I'm going to make in the game. And then that just popped in my head. I think that's kind of why it wasn't really a surprise to me. Like, when I got up, I just, you know, Toss the ball to the ref, you know, got lined up for the next play. Just the ball was just there, wasn't it? I mean, me and Ricky ran the same route, so we were just kind of like on the even level, and I just seen the ball up in the air. You know, I, I ain't really break stride. I just let it fall in my pocket and just, you know, got the yak I could get. Thanks for doing that, by the way. It was kind of at a key moment, so appreciate that. You mentioned your headphones. What what music is rolling through those things on the way to a game? Uh, you know, a little baby gonna do it every time. You know, he don't really miss when his verses and all that, and you know, his motivation, you know, towards success and integrity and all that. The bye week is here. You may get a chance to go home to Tampa. I'm curious, what will you request as a meal when you get back home? Uh, you know, my dad, he throw down on the grill pretty often. Uh, so whenever I'm back in town or whenever I'm about to leave, you know, he likes to have, you know, my people come over and, you know, throw down. So, you know, that's probably just going to be the go-to when I get back. If that's the case, I'm coming home with you at some weekend during your career here in Florida. You're going to yep. have to bring you a little bit back home, too. Might have to ask for recipe and all that. I'm in. I'm in. Hardest class here in your freshman year at Florida is? Probably jazz. 
jazz. Yeah. Cool class. Yeah, I mean, it's cool. It's just I don't really know nothing about it. So, you know, that's really something I have to look into as far as taking quizzes and all that. Did you play any kind of musical instrument at all growing up? I mean, I used to play the flute coming in. You know, elementary school, that was kind of mandatory to play the flute, play hot cross buns and all that, so that's, that's, that's about it. If I could grant you the talent to play any instrument right now, what would the instrument be of choice? Oh, I still got it with the flute. Like, that's like... That's your going to be your number one choice? Yeah, that's engraved in my head. Like, I done played it too many times in elementary school. It was a while ago, but I know I can still come up and, you know, play pretty fluent. Yeah, maybe by the end of the semester you'll play jazz flute. Yeah, no. I'm not, I'm not sure about all that, but... You know, them little plastic flutes, yeah, that's me. What about, um, what would you like to take down the road? Have you have you decided on a major yet? Is there something that interests you in some way? Um, I'm still kind of figuring it out right now. But, uh, you know, it's something that I can keep around sports and, uh, you know, pretty much kind of help people develop. You know, it's, it's, it's still kind of like a, a think a process right now, filling everything out. You always look tight. Your uniform is always pristine. Everything's in the right place. Is there a ritual or some superstition I should know about the way you gear up for a game? Nah, just look, you know, tight and needy and look good, play good. Good way to go about life, too. Yeah, for sure. Trey, I loved our initial visit here. All the best to you the rest of the season. Good luck. Appreciate you. Hey Gator fans, kind of back on campus here at Ben Hill Griffin Stadium. I'm here with Max and Eli, who are going to talk a little bit about the game they watched this weekend. So Max, you're saying you don't usually watch the away games? Yeah, I normally don't, but I just happen to have free time, and it was an amazing game. I've never seen our players play so well in that last minute and a half of that game. I mean, those two interceptions were amazing. It was really cool to watch and a lot of fun. Then would you guys say the vibe on campus is a lot happier this Monday after we went on the road? Yeah, I, w I would definitely say it's a lot better because it's depressing to see them, especially how they've been losing on the road a lot. So being able to see them beat South Carolina and all those annoying Gamecock fans is nice. Yes, very true. And just on that kind of route, what do you guys think it means to be a Florida Gator, especially with our team's performance? I mean, there's a whole different spirit level when it comes to being a Gator. Um, being a Gator is awesome. You run into anyone wherever you are in the country, and if you see they're a Gator, you're friends immediately. I've had that happen multiple times and met people just because they're a Gator, and we bonded over that. And it's just this amazing community and spirit that comes with it. Yeah, that's awesome. We definitely have a prestigious alumni network and so many of us across the nation. Thank you guys so much for your time today and go Gators. Go Gators. It's likely a week that Maisie Filler will not soon forget. She's coming off of her first collegiate win at the Tar Heel Invitational. First of all, congratulations. Thank you. How did it feel? It felt great to finally get over the hump of a lot of my second place finishes and to actually get the job done. It was a little nerve wracking sitting on the lead overnight going into the last day, but I've been in that position before, so it helped me to have that experience prior to entering the final round. Uh, bogey free rounds of 64 would seem to be less stress, wouldn't you agree? <laughs> Yes, it was very not stressful at all. It was great. The putts were rolling and going in, and it just the score kept going lower and lower. <laughs> 
the night before the final round, you kind of mentioned that was difficult to deal with. Was it an anxiety-filled night, or was it just, let's just go play kind of night? I was honestly very excited to see if I could step up and step up to the challenge and see if I could post a good round. That was my goal. Winning's hard, and it's hard to control what everyone else is going to do. And I just wanted to post a good round and see what happened. So now that you've been the hunter and the hunted, which one do you prefer? I like both positions. I like coming from behind and seeing if I can come back from and win. I also like the pressure of being in the lead. I like pressure in general to see if I can step up to the plate, so both. I like that. Are you introducing yourself all this week as the SEC Golfer of the Week? Because you should. (laughs) I... I try to not say that to a lot of people, but my friends think it's great, so it's an honor, as always. No doubt. Maybe mom and dad are using it a little bit since they were there for the win, weren't they? (laughs) They definitely are. My dad likes to tell all his friends about it, so. (laughs) Do you come from a golf family? Partially. My oldest sister played college golf at University of Delaware. She's a teaching pro now. She's very successful at it, and my dad plays a lot, and I just grew up around it. My oldest sister was my inspiration. She's seven years older. So I grew up watching her start to compete and I wanted to be like her, so. That's so cool. When I think back at maybe what your childhood could be, when did your sister first put a club in her hand and then conversely, when did you start swinging a little bit? We grew up in a country club, so we were always around it. We would go to camp and we would do tennis, swimming, golf, and I was young, probably around five. I think my sister was the same, and my parents never put any pressure on us to only focus on golf. They wanted us to choose it and to love it, and I'm very fortunate to have parents like that because I was able to naturally learn to love the game. Kind of a town is Palm Beach Gardens, Florida. It's a great place. I love it. I actually moved there when I was 16. I grew up in Connecticut, which Hartford, Connecticut, um, and that was a great place to grow up as well. I love both places equally. Palm Beach is a great place for golf, and that's where my instructor is, and there's so much great golf. Golf courses are amazing there, so it's awesome to be there as an avid golfer. I agree, because I I can't imagine that golf is much fun in the winter in Connecticut. No, it is definitely not. I would be in the simulator every winter swinging away. (laughs) When you go on to tour full-time, we're speaking that into existence, Maisie, where will you list your hometown as? Palm Beach Gardens. Okay. Yeah, my so fully adopted that place. I have adopted that place. I use that as my hometown, but my friends and family friends from home, they get a little hurt feelings that I don't use Bloomfield, Connecticut, but you have played in the Augusta National Amateur Event. Am I titling that correctly? Yes. Okay. Uh, more than likely I will never play Augusta, as in almost a certainty. So, will you tell me what it's like? It is the most special place I've ever been. The first time I went, it was for the chairman's dinner the the night before the tournament. And it's just unbelievable. I had goosebumps driving up Magnolia Lane and it just looked surreal. Everything is so perfect and it's just so special to be there. And then actually to play, it was so special to be where some of the greatest players in the world did amazing things as well. It was very special. What was the thing about that course that you maybe didn't expect? 
I didn't expect the hills. I've heard how hilly it was, but TV does not do it justice. And some of the holes are extremely hilly. There's blind shots and... That was something I did not expect. <laughs> are you allowed to tell me the secrets of Augusta? Are you sworn to some kind of secrecy when you get to play there? I don't know if you're sworn to secrecy, but usually if you're invited by a member, you can't say you were invited, but this is a special circumstance, so I can talk about it. <laughs> the chairman is a gator. That does help the situation. He is a gator. He's he's an awesome person. He's very nice and supportive of women's golf for having the event, and it's historical and special that he paved the way for us to be able to compete, compete there. It is, it is crazy exciting to talk to you about that. The other thing I want to ask you about was playing on the LPGA Tour. You've done that now a couple of times due to a sponsor exemption. Can you in any way relate that experience to what you're doing in collegiate golf? It definitely helps me build confidence and experience because the LPGA is a huge step up and you're competing with the best women in professional golf. And after the first time I played, I was very nervous. I did not feel like I belonged. I did not know what I was doing. I was like, I do not belong on this putting green with Nellie Corda or Lexi Thompson. And the next couple times that I played, I felt a lot more comfortable and it's helped me build such great experience and confidence and knowing that I can compete against them. And it just, it's invaluable in college golf to have that experience under my belt. And you made the cut on, in one of those occasions, correct? I did. Okay. I did. <laughs> so, Maisie, in the three experiences we've talked about, winning up in Carolina, playing at Augusta, and making the cut at an LPGA Tour event, can you rank those experiences? Is that even fair to ask you? I, the Augusta Women's Amateur is at the top of my list. That's been a goal of mine since I, it started. And winning in college golf, that is second because that's something that's been on my list of goals as well. And I know I was capable of it, so I'm really happy my hard work paid off. And LPGA, that's up there too, but I guess I'll rank it third. <laughs> More to come on that front. You, li you, you listed, you didn't list. You said that your sister is certainly an influence upon you and your career. What about Emily Glazer, the head coach here at Florida? Does she talk to you in your sleep? How, how's, how's that process work, coach to player at this level? She's been so supportive of me since the beginning. When she recruited me, she recruited me early, and I wasn't one of the top, top junior golfers, and she saw my potential and believed in me, so I'm very grateful for that. And she's just helped me grow and learn through these past four years, so I'm very grateful for that. And then there's school, Maisie, so you're listed as a senior. Are we close to being finished? Yes, I'm almost done. I'll have six credits in the spring, and I'm a graduate. <laughs> that's, that's outstanding. Congratulations. What will the degree be in, Maisie? Political science. And how that helps with golf Help me here? It doesn't. I just love learning about it. It's my favorite thing to learn about. So I wanted to major in something I enjoy learning about, and it worked out well. I'm giving you a hard time about that. <laughs> Look, congratulations on the win, and, and this down the home stretch you go academically, too. All this is a pretty exciting time for you. Yes, it's a really exciting time. It's nerve-wracking to be entering the real world, but I'm really excited to enter my next chapter of life. Go Gators. Go Gators.
Hager fans kind of back on campus here in Turlington Plaza, home to a lot of tabling for organizations and involvement groups on campus. I'm here with Ailish from the Women's Rugby Club. If you would like to give the Women's Rugby Club a little bit of a shout out. Yeah, hey, um, my name's Ailish. I am the Forwards Captain and Recruitment Chair for the UF Women's Rugby Club. And we're super, ha super happy to be out here. Um, if anyone's listening and you're interested in playing rugby, no experience needed. We'd love to see you Hume Field three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, Thursday. And as a Women's Rugby Club member, what does being a Florida Gator mean to you? Um, I think it means a lot. The rugby population is pretty small here, and uh, UF has a lot of eyes on it at all, all times. We're a big school, we're an important school, and it means a lot for us to be able to rep our, uh, rep our team when we go out in the field and do our best to try and like uh, show people what we're made of. Very true. And beyond graduation and beyond your years here at the University of Florida, how do you plan on staying true to being a Florida Gator and being part of this awesome family of Gators? I think just always staying up to date on what's happening, always pouring back into the campus, into the school. I think that throughout the years UF has been able to turn out a lot of really good students with a lot of really good potential and I think always staying connected to that and helping people out I can within like the alumni and with the undergrad and grad um, communities is just the best way to do it. Alright, that's awesome. Thank you so much for your time today, Ailish, and go Women's Rugby. Perfect. Thank you so much. Ashley Klingenberg is fresh back from the city of New Orleans. She was at the Women Leaders in Sports Conference. I hate that my first question is this. Did you eat well on your trip to New Orleans? Yes, I had a great time. I definitely had my fair share of beignets. I had a lot of grits. I enjoyed some red beans and rice. It was a great time. Yep. Um, all those things okay for a distance runner like yourself? Yeah, they're delicious. It's wonderful. Good fuel. Tell me more about the Women Leaders in Sports Conference. How did you get into this? And we'll then talk about what you took away from the experience. Yeah, so I'm very lucky through our Gators Experience Program. Shandy Dawkins is like our leader of that. And she ended up pushing out um, a notification to say that like, if you wanted to apply for this, you could. And it would just be a three-day conference where we'd be going to New Orleans. So I definitely applied. I was very excited. And the conference was wonderful. So it was a great opportunity for us to network, um, to be able to learn from speakers in the industry, and really just to be able to see peers my age kind of like what they're doing at their schools and bring that back to the University of Florida. Speaking of your age, you're an upperclassman now. So did the experience come at the right time for you and your development as a student athlete? Honestly, yes. So I'm a senior this year and that's exciting, but now it's really important that I'm starting to look for additional job opportunities post-college. And it was really fun. I definitely have some emails to send out because of all the networking opportunities we were presented with. And it was just fun to like actually like put a face to the name for some people I've heard about in the industry and also like allow them to get to know me personally. What were some of the highlights of your three days in the conference? So what was cool, they had like an industry and like a general leadership track. So I definitely started to go towards more of the specific industry kind of courses and speakers. So I thought it was very fun. I went to a lot of the football centered topics. Um, one of them was like talking about like the college football playoffs. Another one was just like how to get your foot in the door with like within the sport of football within college. And that was probably like my favorite portion. I love the specific stuff about that sport. Um, I also really enjoyed all the keynote speakers we had. We ended up receiving a book, which was awesome. I was actually going to purchase it the week prior, which was very cool. But it was a great time. Do you have an eye on working in athletics, either pro or collegiate, when you're done here? Yeah, so I definitely want to work in sports. I always laugh because I feel like my quote-unquote problem is that I'm interested in almost too many things. So I don't really have a specific case for whether I want to work in college or pro sports yet, but I do know I want to work in sports, whether that be like marketing operations or just more of like a leadership administrative role. When you look back on the speakers that you got to listen to, who jumped out the most? Ooh, so I actually, we had one of the topics on NIL, 
And one of the speakers, she ended up actually, so her mom ended up running track at the University of Florida years ago, which was really fun. And she was younger and she was able to connect with the NIL, like current audience, whether it came to um, her working directly with sports prior, like she actually ran track at the University of Southern California. And now she's working for more of an agency. So that was probably like one of my favorite topics, just because like she had like the connection on both sides, like she had seen the agency realm of NIL. And now she had actually like lived it a few years prior. So it was just cool to see her like dual fold perspective on that. Yeah. Uh, did you network a lot while you were there? I did. I feel like I sent out quite a few little LinkedIn requests and it was a good time. I felt like we had a lot of like SEC representation there. So it was cool to see other people from other schools. You you are in athletics. You are a senior now. You're at a world-class university. Uh, was everything there familiar or were your eyes opened in some way over the three days? I think it was really awesome to see the different types of careers that are within college athletics. I feel like you know, like I went into it being like, oh, like I do know like what all the jobs are that I could potentially have. But really, like there's layers to everything. And it was it was very interesting to see like from like someone being a learning specialist to someone working directly with nutrition. Like there was people like represented from all, all across like the United States. It was very, very awesome. Um, I definitely felt like I also had my eyes open to see like how great of a network I have within this community. And like people are willing to teach you and they want you to learn from them if you're just like willing to reach out. So that was very cool to see. The event's female-centric. Obviously, it says right there in the title, Women Leaders in Sports. Did that aspect intrigue you as to wanting to participate in that, or was that just an added benefit of being able to go to some place like that? I think it definitely did intrigue me because I was excited to see like all of the influential women within different um, positions within their organizations. Just I wanted to hear from people who had started out maybe and like maybe that student athlete position and like have worked their way up to wanting to be something, whether that be like an administrator or just like a coach. And I was just very excited because I wanted to, you know, be able to build those bonds and those relationships with women who have been like in my shoes before, which was very cool. You went with um, Sarah Grove from lacrosse and Chloe Clark from the gymnastics team. Did you all have a similar experience or did you all have a conversation afterwards that said this was very different than maybe what you experienced? So I think we all had a very positive experience. Um, we definitely had the freedom to go to different seminars. Like we had like little breakout sessions where you could pick from like four different speakers or four different topics. So like I know sometimes we overlapped and like we'd go to like the same like building your interpersonal skills workshop. Um, but other times like where I was like taking the football track, somebody else might have been taking like the trying, you know, like uh, working in like student athlete development, one of those topics. Tell me about home. What's Altamont Springs, Florida like? Um, Altamont Springs, Florida is a suburb in northern Orlando. Um, I live pretty much like 10 minutes on the highway towards downtown Orlando. I always laugh because I love Orlando. I take a lot of pride in it. Go Magic. Um, but it's a fun city. It's more than Disney. Disney's great, but there's way more than Disney there. And I like it. We're, we have quite a few little parks in the area that are beautiful to enjoy. And yeah, I love it. It's home. What's the mascot for Lake Brantley High School? We're the Patriots. The Patriots. The Patriots. Same colors as the New yeah, England? Actually, the exact okay. same logo. Right. Like, the exact same logo. That's going to be hard for a lot of people to stomach around here. You know that, right? No, no, it's okay. I get it. Go yeah, go Jacks. Um, do you remember your first track meet? My first track meet ever was in middle school. I do remember it. I actually was, I'm trying to think. I did, like, the AAU circuit in our area, and I just remember being so nervous and I didn't really realize how much, like, was, like, kind of in the sport for me from that point on, which is kind of cool to think back. I'm like, wow, I was a little bit naive, like, not realizing, like, how far I would go with it, which is cool. Are you going to run the 800 and the 1500 meters this year? I am, and I'm okay. pumped for it. It's going to be awesome. That is a grueling event. Uh, it's, it's almost grueling to watch. I can't even imagine participating in it. 
I'm honestly, I'm really excited. I definitely want to like uh, bounce back from like, I had an injury towards the end of our season this year, but I also want to like capitalize off of like what was finally like a pretty good season in the books. So I'm excited. I have good momentum and I'm, I'm really excited for track this year, especially because like, we're hosting SECs at home, which will be very exciting. I, I'm really pumped up about that, especially with the improvements being made to the facility to get ready for that event. You know, the indoor season's right around the corner. Do you like the indoor season or the outdoor season better? So I've actually never participated in the indoor season. So I would like to say right now the outdoor season is my favorite, but I'm very willing and very excited to see what the indoor season unfolds to be this year. Are the tracks faster on the indoor circuit? You know, some people some people have like their preference for indoor versus outdoor. I know like people joke about having like indoor cough just because you're running inside a facility with so many people and like people start to get like this like kind of little, like little sickness by the end of the meet. So I know that's like one complaint there, but other people like really enjoy it because like at every turn, like you really truly have people cheering for you and you can hear them because the track's a little bit smaller. Ashley Klingenberg was also a member of the 2023 SEC Community Service Team. Um, where did your heart of service come from, Ashley? So most of the time I was volunteering at Shans Hospital in their pediatric um, like care unit on Wednesday mornings. And it was a great time. Like we played games with the children. Um, we color with them. We'll play Switch. I've learned how to play quite a few video games that I didn't know how to play before. Um, just like talk to their parents and stuff. It's, it's a really good time. Like even like recently, um, earlier in the year, we actually had like an event where we were like making bracelets with the kids, which was very fun. So it's a really good place to be. Do you come from a family of service or was this something that you've struck out on your own? Um, so my mom and dad are actually pretty active in the community. Like I know my mom is very into like the environment and like does a good job of like cleaning up around like the lakes in our area back home. And then um, my dad is just a very friendly face. So I definitely have taken a good time from both of them to understand like the importance of like giving back to the community you're a part of. You made a decision to come to Florida. Has it been everything that you've wanted it to be? Yes. I love the University of Florida, and I'm very proud to be a Gator. And I couldn't see myself anywhere else. And I just know that, like, I've been presented with opportunities here that I couldn't have had anywhere else. And the community I've built surrounding this school is just amazing. And, like, the friends and support staff I have, like, they're one of a kind, and I'm very grateful to have them. I'm very grateful for our visit. I'm glad we got to talk about you, your your track and field career, and, of course, the conference in New Orleans. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much. I appreciate your time. I got to say, an enjoyable three visits for me, and I hope that you enjoyed episode number eight of Gator Tales with Sean Kelly. Very interesting visits today, of course, with Trey Wilson. Ashley Klingenberg, and Maisie Filler, too. All three of those young people are destined for success, and certainly we're proud of them for how they represent us as Florida Gators. Thanks, too, to our student assistant, Kenna McGinnis. A couple of great episodes there of Kenna on campus. Our sponsors for the podcast today, UF Health and Pet Paradise. Please patronize those who support us. And we ask that you also perhaps leave a review or smash down a like button or all those other things that you might do with a podcast. You can always subscribe, and this will be in your inbox each and every week. Gator Tales with Sean Kelly is available wherever you get your podcast, and, of course, at floridagators.com. Until then, for all of our great staff here at the UAA and from my office inside the swamp, I'm Sean Kelly. So long for just a while, and go Gators!